We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. Uh, today, I'm honored to introduce to you a friend of mine for many years, a graduate and an employee a staff member of Teen Challenge for how many years, Wayne? Oh, we're going back 30 years now, Dave. Yeah, my goodness. Eh? Yeah, crazy. And uh, just a solid guy. Wayne, you're going to share your story with us today. Maybe start with growing up. How was that for you? Okay. Well, you know, uh, I come from St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. That's where I was born and raised. My dad worked at GM, and uh, I was a hockey player. Yes. That was a big thing in my life. Like a lot of kids, um, I was pretty good at it. I played double A AA and triple A for 10 years and I was pretty much convinced I was going to make the NHL. I I had a poster in my bedroom uh, of a Toronto Maple Leaf defenseman number three and I was going to be number three playing defense for the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) I was going to be six foot, 200 pounds and it was a foregone conclusion for me. So I, I was a dedicated athlete Yes. Almost like a like an Olympic guy, you know. Yep. Uh, dry land training, cross training with other sports, and loved it, and loved playing hockey. Did well at it, so that was pretty much. My sister was a figure skater, so we were a sports family, a winter family, mm-hmm. and a good home, great home actually. You know, my mom and my dad, my sister and me, and and so everything was good growing up. I had a good 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 uh, upbringing for sure. Awesome. Yeah, your your dad worked at GM. Yeah. And what? What was your mom doing? So my mom was a bookkeeper, so yeah. she worked part-time, and mm-hmm. uh, we had a cottage up north, in, uh, just north of Huntsville, and yeah. so, we, you know, we, we had a good Canadian life, that's for sure. Well, that's awesome. So somewhere along the line, you had some exposure to Jesus Christ. Yeah, just as a kid growing up. So I didn't grow up a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, in Canada in those days, you know, our Christian exercise in the beginning, you know, school day, right? Yeah. We prayed the Lord's Prayer. and Some teachers, we used to have Bible story time, you know, as mm-hmm. kids growing up. I kept for the United Church. You know, we'd go on Sundays when I was little. And then when I got in hockey, my sister figure skating, you know, we didn't go to church because sports was on, you know. Yeah, it took the place. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, I always believed in God. 
mm-hmm. prayed my prayers at night kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know. But not not Bible believing family, you know. Wasn't evangelical at it in any way. Rarely went to church. Just a typical Canadian yeah. group that you know Protestant that believed God existed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that was my upbringing. For sure. Yeah. So as you were growing up, you you experienced life a little bit and some different things. Well, you know, Dave, I think the big thing that happened to me is is I ended up at Teen Challenge for a reason because mm-hmm. I was uh, I got into partying. So I, I I divide my life up into three real categories. I was a hockey player as a kid growing up. Then I became a partier, mm-hmm. and then now I'm a Christian and called to the ministry. And yes. we'll share a little bit about that in a bit. But when I was 17, I was trying out for the Hamilton Red Wings, mm-hmm. and it, it, it was a Tier Two Junior A team. I realized at that point. Point that I'm not going to make the NHL. Mm-hmm. At 17, I should be a you know a, a budding star in right. major junior A with NHL scouts looking at me, and here I am, tier two junior A, trying to make the team. You know, I had been so dedicated to sports that you know one of the things you get in sports to to stay off the streets. Yes. And stay, get out of, not be a part of, you know, the, the scene where the guys are smoking and drinking and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I I was wondering what, what what I was missing, you know, and what was I missing? Well, you know, my ba- my buddies were playing in bands and they were drinking, smoking mm-hmm. pot. Yeah, and I hadn't I hadn't done that because I'd been the dedicated athlete kind of kid. And so I literally was uh, Thursday, maybe, or Wednesday night, I was on trying out, sitting on the, on the bench, and I um, had an opportunity. I'm either going to go to the tryout the next day mm-hmm. or go party with my buddies yeah. and play juvenile all-star at, in St. Catharines again. And I chose that. I, I literally, that point in my life, I went from being a hockey player to a partier. Yes, and for the next ten years, I self-describe myself as a partier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the, the beer commercial, uh, drinking, and uh, for me, it was smoking pot as well. Yep. And uh, so that was my high. That was what I loved to do. You know, I had a great upbringing, great family, but but my mom got sick with a few different illnesses, including uh, mental mm-hmm. health challenges. And it led to my my parents' breakdown of their marriage, and my mom moved out, and my dad to hold everything together now had to work seven days a week to pay the bills, get the overtime pay, uh, support my mom who had moved out to Ottawa. And support us kids mm-hmm. we're still in high school and so when the cats away the mice will play so i had yes. lots of opportunity to to party and hang yep. out with my friends and so that became my life for the next 10 years and and for me uh, you know drugs and alcohol brought me down became alcoholic uh, when problems came to my life, I, I used drugs and alcohol to medicate. And then I got mental health issues mm-hmm. in my early 20s. Paranoid schizophrenic, could tell you stories, mm-hmm. you act out in crazy ways. Yes. I ended up in psych wards four times. My life really went downhill. I ended up homeless, got kicked out of the house. Got in a fight with my dad, went out, came home, and then my stepmother, my dad got remarried, and there's my there's my stuff out in the backyard, you know? Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm growing up, as, I'm a, I'm a you know, good kid from a good home. I don't mm. know nothing about being homeless. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I take a, a gym bag, and I'm uh, walking down the street looking for a ditch to 
sleep in because I hadn't slept all night, you know, mm. found, found myself in a abandoned van. And, you know, I didn't know about Salvation Armies or mm. hostels or anything yes. like that because uh, that wasn't my, wasn't my life. Right. And so I ended up couch surfing, you know, with friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I, I may do. And then one thing leads to another. So ended up getting in trouble with the law and drug charges and assault and then probation and then being a rebellious kid i want to keep my probation mm-hmm. I, I chalked up breaches of probation like you chalk up you know yeah <laughs> like you know they, they were going out of style they're, yes they're for sale and i'm buying them you know and so i ended up uh, four times in two years in jail in yeah. and out and uh, my life at this point was you know i'm a 25 year old kid Messed up on drugs, alcohol, mental health problem, and in need of help. Mm-hmm. In need yes. of help, you know. And so that's that's where I was. That's where that's where that lifestyle took me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then some point along the line, you ended up at Teen Challenge. Yeah. So a couple of years earlier, like I say, I had a background with God a little bit. He was in my life. Believe it or not, getting high with my friend, getting getting high we used to talk about god he was catholic i was protestant mm-hmm. and you know when you're high on pot your mind you know a little bit more intensified and we yeah. talk about creation and how awesome you know the world was and what god had done you know and it and it drew me to god i wanted to know more about god i wanted yes. god in my life i got a bible for my 19th birthday and uh, I wanted uh, experience going through life with God. And so my life was going downhill. I, God was in my life at that point. He yes. was going along with me. So it was good because my life really went downhill. It was good to have you know, yeah. a sense of God in my life. I didn't go to church. I had a lot of whacked out ideas about God. I was mm-hmm. almost my own cult. God uh, was my fairy godfather. Helped me do things my way. Yes. Uh, yeah. No submission, no repentance. Mm-hmm. Heard the gospel that if you want God in your life, you need to believe in Jesus. So I mm-hmm. prayed the sinner's prayer, but that's as far as I got, you know? Yes. But God, you know, you, when you're out there, and I know you can empathize with this and understand this, when you're out there messing up, God does stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you could see God, oh, it got me out of this jam and helped me out of here. Yes. And you see the spirit world, you know, the devil is big time mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're living in that life. So you really see a lot of stuff. And I did. For me, you know, there was a lot of spiritual stuff, warfare that went on. And, you know, the devil trying to kill me, basically, and God wooing me to himself. And I like to say that God gave me the rope to do what I wanted, and I ended up hanging myself with it, you know. And so I got out uh, in July of 1989, and I had four weeks to go on my probation, and a week to go I breached it again. Wow. And so... I'm only out for three weeks and I'm back in like an idiot, you know, like (laughs) the walk of shame, you know, to go back in just after you got out. And that was the best thing that happened to me. Yes. Yeah. Because, because what happened is, you know, my dad had come to know the Lord a couple of years earlier, met a Christian lady, started going to church. He got saved. And funny how these things happen. Teen Challenge came to my dad's church. Okay. Just as I got nailed for the fourth time, right? <laughs> and uh, so they were sitting in the congregation and hearing the uh, presentation and yep. hearing the testimonies and thinking that would be really good for Wayne. Yeah. And so he came to the jail and told me about the Teen Challenge. He never came before. He figured if I got in there, I can get myself out. Yeah. But he felt this was from God. 
Mm-hmm. And so I took the brochure, went back to my cell, and I realized I'm hitting my head against the wall. That's literally the way I described it. Mm-hmm. And I need a change. You know, there's, there's got to be something to take place here. And I go, what a stupid name, 18 Challenge? Yeah. You know, I'm 25 and I didn't like the name. we got guys that are 40 and 50 coming to the program. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't like the name, but if God wants me to go to this program with this silly name, and I know it's about God, I know it's about changing life and learning how to follow Christ and God, you know, getting rid of the drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Say, God, if you this is what you have for me, I'm, I'll, I'll stop doing things my way. I'm going to start doing things your way. Nice. And that's where I repented. That's yeah. where I think I really got saved, mm-hmm. you know, in that prison cell. And so I had four months to do. I ended up getting shipped out to Guelph. And uh, I started doing the Bible studies and going to church. And I got serious right there. I read through the Old Testament when I was in, in jail in that time. And um, I, was, I, read, I finished reading it when I got into Teen Challenge in New Testament. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I got out on a Friday in December. And Saturday, I had my last party. Sunday, went to church and, and formally rededicated my life at the altar with my, at my dad's church. And then... Monday came into Teen Challenge. Tuesday, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. At Teen Challenge. At Teen Challenge. Got prayed for second day. Mm-hmm. And then Wednesday, I got ba- they had a baptism at the church that they went to. I got in on that. So yeah. got water, water baptized. Water baptized. Yeah. yeah, and so I was on my way. And yeah. uh, as you know, Teen Challenge is a worldwide ministry to addicts and alcoholics and prisoners and people mm-hmm. on the streets. And it's a place where hope lives, you know, where God Absolutely. can change people's lives. Yes. And, and when your life lies in peace, Pieces yeah, was a per, uh, poster we used to have. When your life lies in pieces, God can change your life. That's and, right. I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, Teen Challenge, it's good, you know, for addicts, you know, but God, you don't need Teen, teen Challenge for God to deliver you from drugs or alcohol. Yes. But certainly what happens with the addict is we live such crazy lives and we destroy our lives so mm-hmm. badly that we not only need, you know, deliverance from the addiction, we need our lives restored and rebuilt, yes. our minds rebuilt. Absolutely. And uh, I was in need of that, you mm-hmm. know, and so that's something that some that just the ordinary going to church in the men's group or whatever the case may be isn't good, isn't going to be enough for people. We need a whole Holy Ghost hospital. Yes. Yeah. And so that's kind of what uh, Teen Challenge did for me. It was a 14-month program in my day. And we got uh, really good teaching and, and ministry. And there were revivals going on in our days, you know, <laughs> yes. pouring out of the Holy Spirit and yep. some awesome Holy Ghost church church services mm-hmm. and, and we had a real good choir director mm-hmm. our friend bernie July. yes and and so i got on that team and we yeah. were evangelistic as you know we were mm-hmm. first we were huntsville we ended up going all across canada yes and uh, famously we were in in bc together you and i <laughs> yeah that's right nashville i think we went together wonderful yeah. times yes yeah. i remember and we ended tv up... shows and radio stations yeah and, and prisons ohio youth convention yeah. center the ten thousand yeah uh people in the audience yeah yeah, it's unreal. We got to see great stuff. I got to go to England twice with Bernie with the yes. uh, and and minister with the UK Teen Challenge Choir. And yes. So now this was the third thing that happened to me is God called me to the ministry. Yes. As near the end of my program, I really felt God say, "You're going to be a missionary." Mm-hmm. And so um, this is what my life is to be: serving the Lord in frontline ministry and I didn't know what that was going to be I was looking at YWAM I was looking at ministry institutes Mm -hmm. you know Christ Christ for the nations 
yes. different things like that, Bible college. And then God, about a year in, you know, he first called me to internship and stay with Teen Challenge and work there. And then he said, stay here. Yeah. And, and I'll bless you. Uh, the stocks and bonds of Babylon. You <laughs> yeah. know, uh, if you submit to the 70-year exile that I've given to, to Israel in, uh, in Babylon, I'll bless you. Yes. That's what God said. And yeah. so not that Teen Challenge is Babylon, but it was, it was, this is where I'm going to, I want you. Yes. And so he hasn't called me out. He's called me there and I've gotten to minister for 30 years. You know, I could have gone to, Unreal. to, to Eastern Europe and minister to addicts there, but mm-hmm. I get, I know the language. I know the culture, the people group or people that I used to be. I'm just 30 years down the road. There's you know, probably now. many places that you could have gone from there. Yeah. But God kept you there. Been a good spot and too. It's been, it's been wonderful. A, been for a really you. good spot, yeah. you know. And my mental health got healed in mm-hmm. the program. I yes. haven't had any uh, recurrence of anything like that since half halfway through the program. My mind got cleared, and it's mm-hmm. been clear ever since. Praise the Lord. Yes. Alcoholism have not been high. Yeah. Drunk since the program. Fantastic. Um, no desire, you know. Yep. My parties now I'll go to one nights games or play golf. <laughs> yeah, right you on. You know, with yes. good, good friends to fellowship. Positive with. stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly, you know. And and God's so ministry. So I teach at Teen Challenge. I'm one of the teachers there, and uh, I've been uh, involved in evangelism, teaching the guys to do evangelism. You've had a few roles at Teen Challenge. Yeah, well, lots, yeah. You so were, lately, that's where I'm at now. Counseling at one point. Uh, a little bit of that, intake coordinator, yeah. and and different. they got different titles for different things. I'm really excited about the job I'm doing now. It's been a while to get into the position of teaching, but yes. uh, it's what it's calling. I'm up. Absolutely. I'm a preacher and a teacher, yep. and so I've been doing evangelism for 20 years there, yes. running their evangelism department, mm-hmm. and which has been great. We've and been what, the, what does that look like for people that are listening? So our men, halfway through our program, we want them to have opportunities to go out and share the gospel, mm-hmm. and because we're called to be disciples, and part of the disciple is to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Yes. And so we want them to have opportunities to share their faith and get in real conversations with people that may be atheists or maybe mm-hmm. have different religions. So you're talking or, about street work? So uh, we, we've had street ministry going on, mm-hmm. uh, street witnessing. We work with the Cross Current, Corey McKenna's ministry. Uh, he got us up and got running and doing a uh, SWAT style evangelism yeah. there we've been working with the arc aid ministry yes. and going and hanging out a couple times a month mm-hmm. um, and being a part of volunteering there uh we're doing chapel services at the men's mission the salvation army working mm-hmm. with gil Cullen and daryl's uh, reckman sanctuary church yes and getting to be a part of just just being a part of the crew salt and light mm-hmm. and and just sharing who we are you know so it's not aggressive evangelism all the time some of it is some yeah. of it is just be jesus at the well yeah and and talk. show some love and be there and and, and be who you are mm-hmm. you know you're the light of the world that's Walk right through Christ is the light of the world through you, but share your light, you know, yes. and just share and encourage people and be a mm-hmm. blessing to people, be ready to pray for people. And so I, we've set up teams doing that. We go into Toronto, we go into youth jails in Kitchener as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in Toronto this Friday, actually. We're just nice. getting started up in this COVID thing. So yeah. Uh, so we're, there's a street church in Toronto called the Followers Mission mm-hmm. at Moss Park and Crack Central. We've been there for well over 20 years now. Wow. Now we've been doing that run once a month and that's usually the guys when they uh, about to graduate 
Mm-hmm. So we don't take them to Crack Central before yeah. their time, but it's kind of like a, a you know a part of their part of their uh, last month festivities. Is it is. It's part of the program, right? Yeah, helping others, sharing what you've what 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 you've been blessed with, and sharing that with others is part of the program to say, you know, this is what God's done for me, and this is what God can do for you. Yeah, you know. There's a passage out of Luke, and when Luke healed the de- demonic, uh, you know, the demon-possessed man, he said, uh, and he wanted to fall and wanted to be part of the, the 70 or whatever, the crew yes. that are, you know, going on an adventure with Jesus. And he said, uh, return to your own house and tell them what great things God's done for you. Yes. You know, and we need mm-hmm. to go back to the people that we used to be like. Yeah. And just share, you know, like like we're all beggars looking for bread and yep. we found where to find bread, you know. So many people experience things and then put it behind them and never want to look at it again. Run from it, deny it, pretend it never happened and, and just move forward. Live and, a new life, and, yeah. yeah. But God calls us to go back, like you're saying, and yeah. say, hey guys, I'm here for you, you know. Well, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. Yes. Testimony is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy is God speaking. Yes. So God speaks through us when we share our story, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it encourages yeah. people. So, yeah. no, we need to uh, we need to be willing, you know, not that mm-hmm. not that it doesn't need to be a bragger, you know, bragging about it or anything like no. that, but just sharing the truth. Absolutely. Just sharing the truth. This is what happened to me. So, Wayne, it, you know, at uh, this point in the show, if if you were to leave a message with somebody, something that you've learned, something that's important to you, for our listeners today, what would you say? You know that that life isn't perfect when you're following the Lord. In John, he says, um, "In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart; I've overcome the world." Mm-hmm. So you know the rain falls on the just and the unjust, and and we're all going to have to go through difficult times at different times. Sometimes it's it's a trial that God puts us through. You know, and James says. Says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Mm-hmm. And let patience have its perfect will, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Also says in Peter, you've been grieved through various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Christ. God puts us through fires and trials at times mm-hmm. to test us, to try us, to purge us. Yes. And they're good for us. I went through a time, a seven-year time in, in like from 2010 to 2017. Watchman Nee called it the dark night of my soul. Yes. And many Christians have gone through that kind of time. I went through that kind of time. And it included financial and health challenges, depression. You know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes a heart sick, you know. And some mm-hmm. of the things I've been hoping for and waiting on God for took time, you know. And yes. it, it, it was depressing, you know, finding yourself at 50, you know, and not things not going the way you want, you know. Yes. And, and facing challenges. I had a couple surgeries at hip replacement and having mm-hmm. to go through the pain of that, waiting on that, among other things, you know. There mm-hmm. are different things. God squeezed me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've had a friend, his name's Rick, and he uh, he he had a testimony of going through really hardships mm-hmm. and God being there for him every step of the way. And I always got encouragement by that, yeah. but I'd never gone through that myself. Mm-hmm. And now I, I was going through 
this. And, and you talk about testimonies encouraging you. I always list, remembered Rick's testimony that God mm -hmm. was always there for him. Yes. And miraculously, you know, when he was getting married, God provided for him and, and planning on getting rid of his cable and never had to do it because God yep. uh, kept him going, you know. And mm -hmm. I got that testimony now. Yeah, there was a there was a, a one year, for example, I was you know financially was was challenged and my car died. Yeah, and so I needed a couple of grand to to get something else up on the road, and mm. there were other bills and the whole bit. And uh, the day it died, a buddy of mine who just recently graduated gave me a bike. Wow! And so I rode the bike to work yeah. that whole summer. Yeah. And I fell in love with riding my bike. I still ride a bike. I yes. I've got a car and a little bit, but I mm -hmm. still ride my bike a couple yeah. of times a week when I can and save myself gas, my insurance, yeah. all that stuff. I lost some weight. You know, mm -hmm. it was a great time. God provided. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I always was able to get groceries and get everything. Mm -hmm. And then when the fall came, I, that was, I had, I now had the money for a car. Yes. And provided. And, and so that's one little story. Yep. The Bible says, I have been young and now I'm old, Psalm 37, 25, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor the, his descendants begging bread. Amen. And sometimes I have to look at that and go, God, is that really like you're going to come through? And <laughs> yep. he came through the whole time, you know, yep. he was there. And at the end, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I grew a lot. I'm no longer under that oppression. My whole life hasn't really changed, but yep. I, it was definitely an attack. Yes. And it was definitely a trial that God let me go through. One of the things he did is he took away his manifested presence. Mm -hmm. And he's, he was there the whole time, but it was, it, was, it was a journey that I needed to go yes. through. And I'm not under that anymore. Right but I, I can testify that God will do it for your good. You're going to learn a lot. There's going to be, well done, my good and faithful servant. When Amen. you go through a different challenges that God puts you through and you don't give up, Absolutely. you hold true. And there is light on the other side of the tunnel. Yes. It doesn't Amen. it doesn't rain all the time. I'm so the sun glad comes you, out. I'm so glad you brought that yeah. up. I mean we're just about out of time now. Sure. But you know, I, I really want to thank you for being with us today yeah. and sharing all that because a lot of people need to hear that. As you said, it rains on the just and the unjust. On the just and the unjust. Yeah. And God gets us through it. A lot of times people think God's going to take us out of things. And sometimes God does, but sometimes he lets us stay in them and gets us through them. Yeah. You know, and gives us what we need to to learn from that situation. Anyways, Wayne, thank you so much. Yeah, for being man, with us love today. you, brother. Yeah. And would you consider coming back and doing this again with us? So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I I, I don't have a new story though. <laughs> <laughs> there's leave it to God. Yeah, there's man. Yeah, if I got story. something else to share and you'd like me to share something else, there's always different testimonies you know I can share. Absolutely, absolutely, great. love to. Thank you, man. Okay, man. God bless. You too. One, two, three, four. Like a free bird in a cage
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. For more information about Youth Prison Ministry or to become a monthly supporter, visit www.refugeministriescanada.com. If you have been released or need addiction help, call us toll-free at 1-833-586-0523.